be appropriate, especially with the State of the Union and the economy discussed, if you call it that. Uh, Marty Cantor, the director of socioeconomic policy. Uh, as far as the loyal and area is concerned, always a pleasure uh, to have him on. We actually had him on the first of the year, uh, one of the first shows of the year, and we welcome him back. Uh, sir, good to have you back. Uh, quite a speech last night. I can only imagine what you were thinking. Good morning, my friend. Well, good morning to you, Jay. Look, uh, uh, the State of the Union has really uh, regressed into more of uh, counting accomplishments, saying I'm in charge, uh, talking about the good things, rousing uh, the base. Uh, you know, didn't say very much. Uh, you know, uh, avoided some of the controversial issues. Uh, tried to play a little politics. Uh, but, you know, that that's what presidents do in the State of the Union uh, lately. It was a disaster from an economic standpoint myself. Uh, please don't tell me you created 12 million jobs since you took over. Not true. A lot of the jobs we know were pandemic-related, lost, gotten back. Let's not go crazy here. Uh, but this is, uh, listen, this is his thing right now. I mean, what else is he actually going to say? You know, well, he, you he, tell, I mean, to me, that was a blatant lie, Marty. I'm sorry. Blatant lie. Well, no, I, I, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the reality is, uh, uh, you know, he didn't create 12 million jobs. The economy did. Uh, if anything, um, uh, you know, just, just to show you, uh, when President Trump left office, uh, he signed 1.5 trillion in debt uh, for uh, you know to help during the pandemic, uh, but the gross domestic product was hovering around two percent, and inflation was 1.4 percent. Uh, when the president came in uh, during his these past two years, he has passed he has issued 3.5 trillion more in debt. Uh, it, you know, debt is now um, a third more than the gross d- domestic product, which is totally inflationary. The 12 million jobs came roaring back because the economy opened up. When you closed down the economy, people weren't working. Unemployment insurance was going through the roof. You had the PPP monies to keep people on the payroll. And when the government opened it up, people roared back to work. It had little to do with what the president did. It was more that the economy opened up and business did it. Uh, business uh, uh, did what businesses does. Look, what's, what's really happening is that for oh, since FDR, uh, the the Democrats have always been a party where they believed government was the one to lead uh, the economy, uh, whereas the Republicans have always said the uh, the economy is driven by business and entrepreneurship. So there you have the rub. Uh, there was nothing else that the president could do but just to say, look, we created the jobs, but he really didn't. The businesses created it. The businesses are still creating it. What the president did was created tremendous inflation by the bills that he signed. Pandemic's over. You get those jobs back. I mean, you know, it's it's simple math. I mean, my goodness. Uh, And you know something? Trump gets a bad rap. Now, listen, I'll get on Trump when I have to, and I have. But please don't tell me he was a massive contributor to the debt. Let's face it. The Jobs Act and the tax cuts, Marty, really under Trump's umbrella, as far as that is concerned. I mean, you really want to break it down. Obama had the most, as far as everything from his standpoint, that contributed to the debt to the, the where it's hit, where it's at right now, thirty-one and a half trill. Okay. Well, actually, but, go ahead. Uh, Trump, Trump. Uh, to be, to be fair, Trump really increased the debt. You know, the tax cuts. Uh, I think he increased the debt to about five trillion. 
uh, during his time frame, but but he didn't get an opportunity for a second term when the you know for the economy to uh, to bring in revenues to pay down the debt. But the reality is that that Trump added significant amount of debt. Uh, but the important thing to know is that when Trump increased the debt, the uh, it was a uh, about a hundred. It was about twenty five percent. Uh, of the uh, no, I'm sorry. It was 125 percent of the, of the uh, gross domestic product. Now it's way more than that. Uh, and right now the economy w- uh, was overheated because of the debt that was issued. So we have two different economic times. Uh, you know that we were looking at one with a healthy economy, one that was coming back from the pandemic. However, the uh, the American Rescue Plan that uh, President Biden. Uh, 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 signed, and uh, you know what uh, Senator Schumer would say. Uh, you know, uh, uh, unemployment on steroids and things like that. That really is what created too many dollars chasing too few goods. Plus, uh, which is the definition of inflation. Plus the fact that the Federal Reserve was providing 125 billion dollars a month uh, into the liquidity market, so banks could lend, and it also artificially kept the interest rates. Down to to very uh, less than one percent, so uh, people would borrow the money, and that all that combined uh, the increased debt, the Federal Reserve. That's what drove the inflation. Now, what's happening is that uh, the Federal Reserve is p- pulling out ninety five billion a month from the money supply. The money supply has dropped a trillion dollars since that's happened, uh, and it's increased the interest rates. And consumers are now spending their savings. Uh, because the debts are too high. So that's what we have in, in this economy, and, and it's kind of complicated. Uh, uh, it, it shows the uh, the perfect lack of coordination between the fiscal policy, which the president controls, and the monetary policy, which the Federal Reserve controls, uh, that got us into this mess in the beginning. get it, but the numbers don't lie. You know, they don't lie. Because nope. he took over office in January of 21 at one4 on the scale. That was the annual inflation, Marty. And you you look at where it's gone, you know, listen, you want to tell me June of last year, 9.1, you know, cooling slightly to what, 6.5 now, the latest data, whatever it is? I mean, let's be fair here. He has a reckless way of spending that has certainly contributed to this. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to talk over you. Uh, No, here it is. You know, we are right now uh, uh, have 11 million posted jobs that are not filled by employers. We have an unemployment rate that's about 3.5%. Uh, and, and, and what that tells you is that the economy is still superheated. Uh, and, that, and, and, uh, it also suggests that the Federal Reserve is going to continue low, uh, increasing interest rates and inflation is going to be with us, uh, you know, could extend beyond this year and, and, uh, drip, you know, drip into, uh, 2024, uh, in, in an election year. Uh, so a, fe- a presidential election year. Look, this is going to, this is very stubborn. The Federal Reserve wants a 2% inflation rate. Uh, and and for that to happen, we've got to come down four percent, and he's and it's got to really lead to job cuts uh, and job losses. We're seeing uh, you know companies now announcing uh, uh, the tech companies are, are reducing jobs. Zoom just announced that it's going to I think f- uh, 
uh, fire ten percent of its workforce. Uh, you know, Dell, uh, Dell, uh, Amazon, all, all the companies that expanded uh, during uh, uh, during this uh, coming out of the pandemic, fueled by the government spending, are now uh, cutting back because uh, the, the consumer spending is now being reduced because people don't have savings anymore. Interest rates are too high. Uh, wages aren't keeping up with inflation, and inflation now has reduced the dollar to worth 94 cents. I mean, it's improved from being 91 cents uh, uh, on the dollar, but now it's 94, and consumers are still getting hurt. Inflation, food inflation, is is still up at you know double digits. Uh, eggs are still high. Chickens are high. People, you know, the food to put food on the table is a lot. Uh, this is all on the president's plate, if you will. And I'm sorry, you know, I always remember what a guy by the name of Larry Summers said, I read. You know, another one of these economic advisors worked as Obama's top guy, top economist, as Clinton's Treasury Secretary as well. I do believe that was the case. But he warned against all of this massive spending a couple of years ago. And it was very much. You know, this was a guy who wrote an op-ed piece in the the Washington Post. Be careful here. Be very careful. And nobody listened to this guy. You know, this $1.9 trillion sp- uh, stimulus bill, the, the infrastructure was, what, one point two. You know, uh, you go to this chips and science deal was, uh, you know, that wasn't peanuts. That was about $280 billion. You know, I mean, just over and over, no regard, transitory, I tell you. Tough one. That's why we're in the shape we're in right now. Well, well we, the American Rescue Plan, which was $1.9 trillion, just think uh, if uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia hadn't said he was going to vote against it, we could have had, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, uh, Senator Sanders wanted us to have, you know, uh, they started out talking $6 trillion. Sanders wanted $3 trillion. Uh, just think what, what, what this economy would look like. Uh, in terms of inflation, if if those uh, higher uh, spending uh, uh, was passed, look, the the reality, like I said, goes back to to the original philosophy is that the uh, and, and you break it out between liberal economics and conservative economics, uh, and can't, you know uh, uh, the liberal economists, which permeate the uh, the deep state and the and the Democratic Party, want more government spending. They think government has the right answers, and that's that's why we see that. Uh, the Republicans think that government doesn't have the right answers that the private sector does. So there's your big rub uh, in terms of uh, it, fiscal ideological differences between the parties. And the last two years, the Democrats have been in charge, and that's why we have all, all you know, this kind of inflation. Uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, uh, it doesn't get too worse. Hopefully we get a soft landing. We don't lose a lot of jobs. But it, to me, unless uh, there are job losses, you you know, you 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 can't get out of this, uh, the, and that's what the Fed is trying to do. Remember, recession is negative gross domestic product growth, increased unemployment, and increased inflation. We don't have any of that yet. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have stag- not even stagflation, because stagflation would mean that the gross domestic product is flat. So we have really an overheated economy uh, that's driving this inflation, and, we just, and the money just has to come out of the economy. It's, it's easy to say it, uh, you know, when you're talking about the economics, because the result is a very painful medicine, but that's where the Fed is, is heading. 
painful, especially if you're trying to buy a home. I mean, uh, you know, what does a young Amer- American family, family does if they're trying to find a house? You have uh, Jerry Powell, who will raise rates again as we get into March without question. Even oh, if yeah. he goes, a, you know, he'll raise them again a quarter of a point. You know, see, that's the other side of everything here, Marty, right? These well, interest yeah, rates are not getting smaller. Well, here's the thing. It, it's going to, he'll do uh, tw- 25 basis points, but the question is, how, at, to what level will he go until he stops? Uh, right now, he was, uh, uh, previously, he was looking at 5%, uh, you know, five and, a, 5 and a quarter maybe, but now there's talk that because this economy is so heated and because there aren't any job losses, uh, he might increase, he might look at 5.5%, as his interest rate as a target for 2024. So that means that we're going to have to have uh, three more int- increases in interest rates uh, of 25 basis points each for the rest of the year. Uh, that, uh, and when he's pulling the money out of the money supply, uh, that $95 billion a month I was talking about, that means there's less money for banks to lend, and that will drive mortgage rates or keep the mortgage rates above 6%, which will impact housing prices. And, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and when that happens, you have durable goods uh, don't get manufactured because the demand for that is, is, uh, is you know, it will be less because uh, when you buy a house, you know, you fix the, the washing machines and the dryers and things like that. So, you know, we, we have... We're not out of this by by a long shot. Question, especially when two thirds of this country is living paycheck to paycheck. I am sorry. Oh, uh, without we a have doubt. A, right. I mean, we have oh, a without a doubt. And, and a new poll just came out that said twenty five percent of Americans. Uh, oh no, rather seventy five percent of Americans think the country is heading in the wrong direction. Uh, and uh, you know that's stunning because that includes you know Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. That's a stunning number. Uh, give me a quick dissertation before we let you go, uh, focusing in on Long Island itself from an economic standpoint. What are you rated right now? Well, Long Island, Long Island's doing well. I mean, look, uh, the food prices are high. Uh, we're still selling homes because the inventory of homes is, is still low, so we're still getting, you know, the higher prices regardless of the increased interest rates. Uh, we still have about 20,000 pre-pandemic jobs which have not come back, uh, you know, but the economy is, 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 is doing, you know, is doing as well as it could. Uh, you know, our, our inflation off, uh, you know, is a little bit less than uh, the rest of the country. Uh, Long Island has always fared a little better. Uh, you know, then we have more more Long Islanders are working from home. That's why the railroad uh, has uh, has uh, only seventy percent of pre-pandemic riders have come back. Uh, you know, and if if the uh, governor uh, doesn't screw up the economy by that that uh, mobility tax increase and and forcing localities to uh, to build uh, when you know and, and violate the home rule and zoning, you know, we'll be okay.